I told him that I did not want children. Not all typical children are the same. Not all children with special needs are the same. We've had to hire attorneys to fight for our kids. Horribly, horribly abused. Her heart is so bad. Congestive heart failure. She is going to be dead. I refuse to allow my little girl to go through that. Hey, I want to adopt a child who has Down syndrome. Okay, let's do this. It's more relaxed than you would think. Not you agree? I describe it as organized chaos. There you go. Yep. In order for our family to work, we're huge, me more so, but huge disciplinarians. And so our kids, they know how to act. And we have routines and structures. So even though our house, you may walk into it and it's all messy and everything, the kids know their routine. We have eight children. We only have one typical son. The other children have special needs. We don't just stay at home. We have our kids out and about because that's what's so important to us that the world sees children with Down syndrome, that they are worried that they have a purpose. Someone who had seen your show had approached me and said, hey, you need to check out this show called Parent Compass. They interview, you know, different Christian families who have unique walks. You should get in contact with them. I have a friend from high school. He had posted the segment. I watched that. And then the friend who had contacted me, I contacted her and I said, is this the show you were talking about? And she said, oh my goodness, yes, you have got to get in touch with them. She said, if you don't, I'm going to do it, but I can't tell your story like you can. The rest is history. I grew up in Bishop, Texas, a small town in South Texas. I grew up in the Christian family. I got to do a lot. We hunted and we fished in the Laguna Madre. My dad was a a wonderful teacher. He would teach Sunday school and he just had a gift for teaching. And then my brother is a preacher, very dynamic, such a good preacher. My brother has the gift of preaching and my dad can teach me. You know, I don't have that. And I always knew that I had a, a gift of compassion, a God-given gift. You know, I could never bully anybody. I could never look down on anybody. Never knew what I was going to do with that. I prayed a lot for people, but I always thought, you know, why did I have this? It's not really a good gift to have. And uh, it's just an internal thing that I feel for people. When Stephanie came out and said that, hey, I want to adopt a child who has Down syndrome. Hey, no problem. Great. I think that's, that's how God used us, used me at least, my gift. I was born and raised in Frisco. There was just something different in my family. There was a lot of anger, a lot of yelling, and not always getting along. I would go to church with my friends, and I could see that there was a difference. At 16 years old, I became a Christian, and from there, I just, I could not get enough of God and Christ and church. From the get-go, I just felt that the Lord was calling me for something special. My sister Cindy worked with the youth a lot. They were very close. So I knew her then while she was in high school. I was maybe a senior in high school. And then when I got to college, of course, we knew each other and just friends, I guess. I think she thought I was a dork. That's what she'll say. Cindy would tell me, Stephanie, I think there might be a future with you and David. And I was like, 
no, I am not gonna marry a dork. No way, there's no way, no how. I think my sister was always trying to get us together. Got a call from Stephanie. She wanted to hang out. So we went out to eat, just hit it off. And we started dating after that. I remember sitting at dinner thinking, he's not really the dork that I thought he was. <laughs> and maybe it's because he matured. About my freshman year in college, I had surrendered to the ministry, and in my mind, I was going to be the single missionary. I was going to live in some third world country. I wouldn't be able to be married. I'd have to be single. When Dave and I started getting serious about talking about marriage, I told him that I did not want children, not adopting, not having children biologically. We are not going to have children. David and I have been married for about four years. The Lord began to speak to me. And then he began to speak to David that maybe, you know, this is time for us to maybe start a family. I ended up having a miscarriage, but we were fine to um, try again. But right then, the Lord literally plopped this brand new newborn baby boy in our lap. That's how we got Copeland. We stopped trying um, to have biological children because we knew at that moment that the Lord had told us loud and clear that we were to build our family through adoption. However, at that time, if you would have told us that it would have been eight children, I would have told you you were crazy and there was no way. One night I had a dream and I just had this overwhelming feeling to start fostering children with Down syndrome. I could not shake that. We were still taking our classes to become foster parents. I told David, let's just skip the fostering and let's adopt a child with Down syndrome. We spent about two years praying about it and thinking about it. David texted me and I looked down and it said, okay, let's do this. I called the Down Syndrome Association here in San Antonio and asked them, okay, because I was afraid he was going to change his mind. <laughs> so I was like, we got to get on this, we got to get on this. That's how we got Silas. All I can say was that little boy rocked our world. In back of People Magazine, they had that Heroes Among Us articles. One happened to be about a woman named Andrea Roberts who started a ministry called Reese's Rainbow. This article was about her, about the plight of orphans with special needs around the world. It just absolutely broke my heart because they abandoned them in the hospital. Ukraine came about because from start to finish, their program is a lot shorter. We saw our two boys on there and we immediately knew that those are the ones that the Lord wanted us to adopt. In order to get to the two boys' pictures, we had to scroll past this little girl. For six months, we would lay our hands on her picture and yep. just pray that the Lord please bring her a mom and dad. We had just applied for two children to adopt internationally, but the Lord opened the door and Homeland Security approved us to adopt three children. Our adoptions for the two boys were fully funded and we knew we could not bring anybody else on board. I ended up calling Andrea and just saying, okay, 
How much more would it cost to adopt her as well? She said nothing. There are so many people who want to see this little girl adopted that she's fully funded. We added Mackie to our adoptions. We thought we were done. About two years later, Copeland approached me and asked, Mom, wouldn't it be cool if we adopted another kid with Down syndrome? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? We started praying about it, and we went back to Ukraine. We found our kids, their profiles. Homeland Security approved us for three again. <laughs> and so we ended up bringing home Rollin. And Bowen and Chesney. Copeland is 21 years old. He is our only typical child. We adopted him when he was very little. Copeland attends university. This is Silas and he is 13. He was our first special needs adoption. We adopted him from foster care when he was not quite six weeks old. This one right here, the knucklehead, is Rollin. He is eight years old and he just completed first grade. Rollin is one of our Ukrainian adoptions. This next one right here is Bowen. He is 18 years old. We adopted him from Ukraine. This is Trenton. He is another one of our little Ukrainians. He was one of our first Ukrainian adoptions. In September, he will be 13 years old. He is in middle school, right? You gonna be in middle school? Yep. Yeah. This is Teague, 14 years old, and he is also from Ukraine. This is Chesney. She's 23 years old. Now this is McLean. She is 13 years old. She is from Ukraine. They have a third copy of the 21st chromosome. There are three different types of Down syndrome. The most common is the trisomy 21, which is the third copy of the 21st chromosome. All seven of our children have trisomy 21. That, of course, is the facial features, the flattened the nose, the thicker tongue, the lower set ears. Most of them are verbal. It also brings about intellectual disability, which is usually an IQ of 70 or below. Fine motor skills, the grasp, it's hard for them. Teague and Trenton are 13 and 14. They're still learning to tie their shoes. The biggest thing that I've run up against is the old archaic thought that school districts still have. They should be in self-contained classrooms because they cannot handle it. That is not true. We've had to hire attorneys to fight for our kids to not be placed in a segregated special ed classroom. For instance, Rollin, our little um, eight-year-old, he is in full inclusion. He is holding his own with his typical first graders. A large percentage of children with Down syndrome are born with congenital heart defects. McLean, or her nickname is Mackie. She came from Ukraine and she had holes in her heart. You could hear a whoosh. I finally succeeded in getting an appointment with Dr. Cooper Smith. He said, you know that within three years, her heart is so bad that she is gonna be dead for congestive heart failure. And he said, right now, if we do this surgery, her chances of surviving is less than 35%. God called us to adopt this little girl. We're at peace with whatever happens because this little girl, for a year, she's been in a family. She's no longer abused. She's no longer starved. Congestive heart failure is painful. I said, I refuse to allow my little girl to go through that. We said, doctor, if you do your part, Mac, you'll do hers. 
He scheduled the surgery for the very next morning. His first assistant surgeon came out after hour four. He said they have never felt the presence of the Lord that strong than what they did when they when they were operating on her. And he said, even Dr. Keeper Smith said, I could literally feel the Lord's hands guiding me. When they wheeled her out to take her to recovery before we could see yeah, her to be she there. glowed. Stephanie just, just pointed to that doctor and said, I told you so. Growing up in a little bitty town, there was two girls with Down syndrome. That was my only exposure growing up in the 70s, in the 80s, and early 90s to Down syndrome. I thought all people with Down syndrome were the same. Our typical son, Copeland, when he was in fifth grade, he did a science project. All children with Down syndrome are the same, and that's what he went through, and he did the scientific process. He uh, studied all of our children. And compared to typical um, yeah. people. Well, each other to each child, and um, they all like a different food. Yeah. They're all different. Just like not all typical children are the same, not all children with special needs are the same. Mm-hmm. Bowen touches my heart. For Christmas two years ago, we got him a guitar, oh, and he loved it. <laughs> so he just sits with it on, he'll either play it. We have a concert on video, and he will sing that word for word. We just have a, the gambit of... Personalities. Yeah, personalities. Our kids not only need exposure to their typical peers, but the typical peers needs exposure. Because this is the real world, and that's where you learn compassion. That's where you learn understanding. We've been told multiple times, oh, you know, my son saw another child with Down syndrome or a child in a wheelchair. He didn't think twice. He knew how to interact with that other child because he's had exposure to the Barnett children. That always means a lot to us. Yeah. Yeah. My kids have taught me more about how it is to love like Christ than what I could ever learn from David, from what I could ever learn personally in my own devotions, especially our six children from Ukraine who were horribly, horribly abused. For them to come out of that and to have a smile on their face and to trust and to love people. If people do question their purpose, our children's purpose in the world, Start working with them. Start working with some special needs ministries anywhere. That's their calling. God created them to glorify Him. Some families have approached us and said, you're such a beautiful family. You're, you've got this under control. Why don't you adopt more? And I said, number one, we're not the Duggar family. And number two, we are done. I've had an adoption hysterectomy. He has had an adoption vasectomy. We are done. And we don't have the bedrooms, I don't think. God is love, and love comes from God. In 1 John, the Bible tells us that God is not only all-loving, but that He actually is love itself. The heart of the Parent Compass television show is to bring the transforming love of God to families everywhere. In every Parent Compass episode, true stories reveal family struggles and how their lives were radically changed by the love of God. Parent Compass, an award-winning television series, is completely funded by people like you. If you have been touched by God and you want to share God's love to others, would you please pass it on? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and to tell about Him. 
With your donation, you allow us to take this television show into many different nations and in many different languages, free of charge. And a portion of your donation goes to Parent Compass Outreach to Feed Starving Children. Your gift does so much. To make your tax-deductible gift, go to parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. That's parentcompass.tv forward slash donate. And thank you for sending love and hope around the world 